Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello, my friend. Welcome back. This is episode number 253, and I am super excited today because I have something very special for you. So here's my question. Do you ever feel like everything is working against you? It's just like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to get going. I'm trying to make some progress with my body and my weight, but everything's working against me. Do you ever feel like you've been trying so hard to like, I got to get it together and lose some weight, but the world just keeps beating you down and you're in a place where you've just lost all motivation? Well, if anyone knows how you feel, it's Emily. Her story is honestly almost kind of unbelievable. She endured more heartbreak and heartache and struggles in a one-year period than most of us will experience in a decade. If anyone ever had a legitimate reason to quit, and give up. It was Emily. Her story is amazing. It's real. It's honest, vulnerable, totally imperfect, and totally inspiring. This is not some airbrushed before and after kind of thing. This is how you navigate your health and weight loss goals while getting hit with some of the toughest times of life. So you don't need to hear any more from me. Let's run that interview now. All right, gang, I am so excited. I have Emily Norris with me today, and you're going to get to hear her absolutely incredible story. And honestly, I'm almost a little self-conscious because Emily's voice is so amazing. She, she has such a better voice for a podcast than I do, but it makes perfect sense that she does because she's a musician and she's a music teacher and she just sounds great. And so it's going to be an absolute delight. But here's the thing. I want to point this out at the very beginning. I'm not having Emily on the podcast today because of she is some incredible like before and after transformation. And Emily and I discussed this before. Like, don't get me wrong. Emily's made amazing progress and she has transformed in some amazing ways. But Emily, have you reached your goal weight yet? No, I haven't. Not Emily, yet. Emily, do, have you uh, completely transformed your body in all of the um, incredible ways that you initially envisioned? Oh, no, not yet. It's coming, though. I know it. <laughs> okay, Emily, have you, do you no longer have any food obstacles or food struggles in life? I wish. I wish I didn't have any. <laughs> I have them all the time. <laughs> so some of you at this point may be going, wait a minute. You're right, Corey. Emily does have a much better voice than you. So, I, okay, let's get that out of the way. But you may be thinking like, okay, well, what does Emily have to offer us, right? Like, I want to hear from somebody who's been successful. Emily has been amazingly successful, and her story is absolutely incredible. So with that being said, I'm going to hand it over to Emily. Emily, just please share uh, a little bit about your story and kind of where you were, where you are now, and, and let's get going. Oh, I appreciate that. I really hope my voice lives up to that awesome introduction. I don't know. <laughs> But yes, I'm honored to be here. Thank you. So yeah, my name's Emily and I am a 36 young year old. <laughs> You're young, 36 year young. There we go. Um, and I, yeah, so I think my story is kind of like a lot of people's. Um, when I was growing up, uh, probably in middle school, high school, I just had, you know, as many girls do, body image, 
issues, right? Um, just worried about what I looked like comparing myself to others. So I feel like I was always self-conscious about my weight, but I was never considered super overweight. I was always pretty healthy and nothing hindered me from doing what I wanted to do. Um, and then uh, when I graduated college, I got married to a wonderful man named Caleb who loved me just as I was. And um, But as soon as we got married, uh, he lost his job and I was the main source of income. So I made $26,000 a year teaching music at a small private school. And that was our only income for three years. And so during that three years, I lost a ton of weight, but not for, you know, not because I went on a diet because we could bear, I mean, we could eat, we had groceries, but we just didn't go out to eat. I was super stressed with being the sole source of income. And I lost, I went from 160 pounds to 120, 40 pounds just from stress and just from not eating. Now, of course, I, I felt that I looked pretty good, but I felt horrible. Um, but then everything kind of went back to normal. My husband got a job. We moved to another state and guess what happened? The weight ticked, ticked up and up really because I started eating again, really. And also I just didn't understand how to, how to eat well. I, I didn't do it right the first time. Um, so then just years and years went by, my weight just ticked up and up. I never went on any kind of big diet. My mom did Weight Watchers and taught me a little bit of the Weight Watchers thing. Um, the, of course, the keto, like, you know, I looked up low carb stuff. Those are kind of the two and intermittent fasting. Those are probably the three big things that I tried maybe for a week. I was never consistent with anything like I would do it and be like, this is hard. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, so the weight ticks up. And then in 2021, my husband and I decided that we're ready to start a family. And so then, um, cause we don't have any kids. So we're trying to start a family and we were fortunate. I got pregnant right away, but then lost the baby. So I had a miscarriage. And of course, you know, when they tell you you have a miscarriage, one of the things they'll mention is that, you know what, if you lost weight, that would, it, it, could, it can't hurt, you know, that would be the best, best thing to do. So that's when I found Corey and this awesome inner circle group. And I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll join, I'm gonna do it. So after joining, three months after joining, I got pregnant again. I'm like, yes, I made some progress in the, in the course and was doing some things to change my, my water and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, this is working. Like I got pregnant again. And then six weeks later, we got the news that lost another baby. So this is miscarriage number three at this point. Um, and I'm still in the inner circle group, but I'm going, you know, obviously we're super stressed and super depressed. And I'm just like, what's the point, right? Like, what's the point of trying to change my body? Cause I changed it a little bit and it didn't do any good. And now they're telling me, well, it might not be your weight. It might be something else. And so three miscarriages. So I have three miscarriages and while I'm in the group, I had three more. And so we have gone through six, pregnancy losses in the last two years. Um, and that has been really, it was, it's been horrible. It's been, you know, just such a stressful and trying time. But in the process of all that, I've learned a lot about myself and this group. I never left the inner circle group. I could have, I think I had every reason that I could just quit and not worry about my weight, that it didn't matter anyway, but something just kept me going in the group. I didn't do a lot. I didn't, you know, post a lot. I didn't come to a lot of the coaching calls. I didn't, I wasn't engaging a lot, but something kept me 
kept me signing up. Something kept me in it. And I'm so glad that it did because finally after my last miscarriage in February, I'm like, you know what? I'm done being sorry for myself. Yes, my situation's bad, like shouldn't happen to anybody, but I'm like, I've got to change something. I've got to change my body. I've got to do the work to and do this for me and not for pregnancy, not for anybody else, just do it for me. And I owe it to myself. And so I finally, after listening to the podcast, listening to all the coaching calls, it's started starting to sink in, starting to bury itself in my brain. And, and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to do some action. So since February, I have finally, I've lost 20 pounds. Yes, it took me a year and a half, (laughs) but I'm 20 pounds down and I'm hoping to lose a lot more. And I just feel so much better but it took a while to get here that was a long story but that's that's my background and that's my <laughs> I think you, you say that's a long story but i think any female that's had one miscarriage much less six six total correct you got it yep. yeah i think anyone that's had one miscarriage much less six could talk about that process and experience and how it impacted them for all day long for an hour or two hours or all day. And so you condensed it to, you know, I think just a few minutes, you condensed it an incredible amount. I'll never forget Emily. Um, and I, maybe it was at that three month mark where you had had your third miscarriage and we knew cause Emily joined the group and she, she shared with us in the group, like, Hey guys, you know, I'm really excited to be here. And according to my doctors, if I lose some weight, it will, you know, increase my odds of having a successful pregnancy. And that's not uncommon. We see people who come into the group for that reason. And so we're like, fantastic. So excited you're here. Let's do it. You know, and we're cheering her on and she's doing great and she's engaged and she's taking steps. And I'll never forget when she posted that she had another miscarriage and the doctors basically shared with her that you know, based off everything we understand with what's going on with your body, we're not really sure if losing weight's going to help with this. And in that moment, in my mind, I was like, Emily's done. I, I didn't dare say that to her, but I just, I thought not, not, I didn't think Emily's done because she's weak or because she's, you know, being a victim. I never thought any of that. I just thought, dear God, if I was in Emily's shoes, I would be done. Like, that's why she joined the group. She didn't come in and go, oh my gosh, I just want to lose this weight, you know, for so many other reasons. It was specifically to help have a successful pregnancy. And then suddenly the very thing that was motivating her was gone. And I I think I said to you in that post, or maybe on a coaching call around that time, Emily, I think I communicated like, I totally understand if you want to quit or if you want to stop. Did, didn't, didn't I share something like that? Yeah, you, you did. Absolutely. You were like, you know, if you, nobody is basically, it was like, nobody is going to blame you if you just stop and, and just quit for now. I guess you can always come back later, but um, it was just, I I don't, I still don't know if I can explain exactly. I'm not going to say it's a certain moment where I'm like, I'm going to keep doing it. It was a series of moments where I'm like, I can't stop doing this, like, because it's not about losing weight. It might not be about losing weight for pregnancy anymore, um, but it's about 
again, just doing it for myself. I'm used to doing things for others. I'm a teacher and so I, I teach kids and I'm used to giving a lot of myself to other people. I think a lot of us are, right? Um, we're used to giving and it's just like, I need to find a reason for me. I want to do it for me. And so, like I said, something, I don't know if it's divine intervention or what happened where I was like, nope, I'm going to sign up again. I'm going to keep doing this. I got to keep got to keep doing it. The Bible says, you know, good companion or evil companions corrupt good morals. And I think the opposite is also true, that good companionship, you know, gives you, you know, good morals. So it's like, if I keep being in this awesome group with these supportive people, it's going to sink in sometime, right? <laughs> it has to, I have to surround myself by good people, which is scary for me. I did it. I'm, I'm very, I'm kind of a private person. My husband and I are both really, you know, I would, yeah, super private, consider ourselves, we don't share a lot. Um, but I'm like, there's some magic here and I, I want to like keep doing this. So, yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're very kind to say that. And, and, um, I'm obviously, you know, a thousand percent biased, but I do believe the inner circle is full of amazing people and it's just an incredible magical place. But here's yes. the thing that you can't see from where you're sitting, you, you are a massive part of that magic and that, and, and you help to make it that special place. And so um, I do try to get to give support as I receive it as well. Uh, I, I can do better, but <laughs> well, you, you do, you do a wonderful, amazing job of that. And so um, I just want to dig into a few things surrounding these parts of your journey, because what I know for a fact, there are people out there listening definitely women, but also men who feel like the deck is stacked against them. You know, like maybe, you know, it's, it's everything is working against them when it comes to weight loss, when it comes to losing weight, when it comes to staying consistent, they have terrible genetics. Oh, nobody supports them, man. They have a medical condition. They can't exercise. They, this and that and so forth and so on, all these things. Right. And so like what, <laughs> and I'm not saying that any of those things aren't aren't legitimate reasons. Just, just like with Emily, right? Like I get it when we feel discouraged and defeated, it's like, why should I keep going? So Emily chose to stay engaged, but Emily, what do you think you mentioned February being kind of a turning point? What do you think it was that precipitated <laughs> that, that led to that turning point? Yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's it was so hard to pinpoint because I feel like, you know, true transformation and true change doesn't come from one external event. It comes from a series of things, a series of moments. Right. And really, it comes from from more internal uh, things that happen. So, yeah, February. So I had started again. I'm still in the group. Right. And in December, I that's was after my one of my I had a miscarriage in November 2022 December I'm like I'm going to start exercising I'm going to start working out so I started you know working out more and so I felt better so I was doing that that was a, a thing that I'm like okay this is moving me forward I'm doing good but it's still I wasn't changing a lot of my nutrition as much as I <laughs> needed to but my exercise was there so that was one thing that moved the needle um February was my most recent miscarriage <clears throat> And I suppose that was probably what sent it over the edge. I'm like, you know, we are seeing, you know, starting to see a fertility specialist. We've got that going. And I'm like, 
I, at that point, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm going to do this for me. Maybe a baby happens, maybe it doesn't, but I have to be happy with my body, with my nutrition, and I'm ready to do it. And February was when I really started to do the steps that you outline in your inner circle group and your program. And, and I had done the, I guess the mental work for a, you know, I had done it a little bit at a time because I've been listening to the calls. I've been going through the modules, you know, learning all of these things. And I think all of that finally clicked when I started doing some actions, right? Cause you just, you got to do the actions, whether you feel like it or not sometimes. Um, and then since I had that mental part, I'm still working on it, of course, but since I had it a little better, that just made it a lot easier. I could do this step. Let me add this one, this one. And it's a snowball effect where it's just like, I'm doing this and this is actually easy. It's not that hard anymore. What What is going on? So I don't know if that answered the question very well, but I just, I feel like, you know, probably a lot of your audience, us, we understand that, you know, change, we can't sometimes pinpoint one moment where something changes. It's kind of a series of of things. Yeah. And that was, that was kind of a trick question. Um, <laughs> because, because I really, <laughs> I, I agree with you 100%. And, and I didn't know if you felt like there was something that you could really identify from a coaching perspective. There's, I want to pull a few things out of what Emily shared there. And Emily, if, if I'm way off in left field and I'm crazy, then you can say, Corey, no, I, I completely disagree with that. But, but from what, and this is kind of like our interactions on coaching calls too. <laughs> from everything Emily shared, there's a few things that I, I want to point out to all of you. So, First of all, and this is something that like, gosh, I've said it on the podcast so many times. I, you, Emily, you know, I'll, I'll share it in the group. Guys, gals, y- you cannot fail if you don't quit. Emily had every opportunity to quit. And there were times, and this is something we talk about in the coaching group, stopping versus quitting. There were times when she might stop and go, okay, uh, I feel too discouraged right now. I just had my fifth miscarriage, my fourth miscarriage, whatever. I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to push away from this for a little while. But she never quit. She never went all or nothing. She never gave up on herself. She never gave up on, on the pursuit of a healthier her. And so, number one, you can't fail if you don't quit. And Emily, whether she just kind of, whether she embraced that as her mantra or she just kind of knew, like, I'm not leaving this program. Like, th- this can be helpful for me. Right now, I'm not in a place for it, but I'm not leaving. And I don't say that to try to get everybody to stay in my program. I don't care what you're doing out there, but whatever it is, you can't fail if you don't quit. Now, if it's totally unrealistic and and crazy, that's one thing, right? Like, you know, keto plus is intermittent fasting plus is counting macros 24 seven. That to me is not a great solution, but in general, in this weight loss process, you can't fail if you don't quit. That's number one. Number two, Emily. Oh, so beautifully stated. She understood. She, she didn't even say it this way, but she understood the importance of community. And of surrounding herself with people who are on a similar journey, who are positive and encouraging, who are authentic and vulnerable, who will connect with her and support her. She understood the importance of that. Wait, I, I won't. It's often said we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Think about that, gang. A lot of times we don't even get to pick those five people, right? Those are just five people that we happen to spend the most time with. Emily was very intentional about, wait, this is an incredible community. I want to be surrounded by these people. I want to be surrounded by this coaching. I'm not leaving. Yes, I'm right now. The scales don't look like I'm making progress, but I'm not leaving. If she had left, she's now 20 pounds down. She's feels so much better. She's in a, on a really positive track with her health and with her weight. If she had left, she would have never, she would have never gotten to where she is now. So that's the second thing. The third thing that I want to talk about. 
So in in typical, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Emily. I told Emily before we got started, I was like, Emily, I'm going to be quiet because I want you to share your story. And then here I am like, like burning it up. So you are the expert. No, you're <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I just, I just I stayed at a holiday inn last night or however, whatever that commercial says. But anyways, <laughs> the, the third thing that I want to share, the typical diet mentality basically says, just forge ahead, force changes with your nutrition and exercise, whether you like it or not. And then just plow ahead towards results on the scales at all cost. And what I believe and what I teach for any of you that have listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know, this in order to change your body, in order to truly change your life, you must also change your brain. And so the typical diet mentality is just change your brain or excuse me, just change your body, just force changes with your body and ignore the brain. And what we do in the group is totally different. And because it's totally different, what happens sometimes, and this is Emily, I don't even, you kind of alluded to this, but I don't know if you realize how much you did this and how much you laid the groundwork for your success. Sometimes our brain changes before our body does. And that, I feel like that is exactly all those months when Emily was going through miscarriage after miscarriage, she was doing the mental work in the group. She wasn't totally absent. She was still there. She was still on coaching calls from time to time. She would still post in the group from time to time. She was moving through some of the mental exercises and the mindset work and the, and the reprogramming and mind renewal stuff that we teach in the group. And so Emily, I believe wholeheartedly that that those months and all of that work you did is part of what such, and again, right. It's no one thing, but all of those experiences, all of that work, all of those exercises, all of that deep probing and digging that you did mentally is part of what set you up for the incredible success that you're experiencing now. I think another thing that was very, very huge and a big part of that was, oh my goodness. And this, we can go so many layers deep in February you made the decision. It seems like to me, and you can tell me if I'm wrong for the first time to go, I'm not, I'm not just doing this so I can have a kid. I'm doing this for me now. And you, and essentially whether you realize it or not, you let go of that primary goal that you had from the beginning. And so many of you out there, so many of you, it's not about having a kid, but it's about something else. I so desperately want to lose weight because fill in the blank. Because the last time I weighed 160 pounds, I was really happy because I know that I'll feel more attractive because I'll be more confident because whatever, whatever. And then we get stuck on this number. Oh, if I can only lose 40 pounds. Oh, if I can only get back to 150. Oh, if I can only get under 200 pounds, whatever. And then that becomes this massive goal, this massive thing that's hanging over our head. And we don't even realize it. But sometimes it is the very thing that sinks our ship. And Emily, whether she realizes it or not, I'm just now putting words in her mouth. <laughs> just mute. Emily, I'm just muting you and I'm just going, whether she realizes it or not, in February, she let go of that thing. She let go of the thing that might have been sinking the ship and that freed her up. That, along with all the mental work she had done for those months, set her up for incredible success. It freed her up to actually take steps and to move in a positive direction. Huh. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Everything you said a hundred percent, right. Like you put the right words in my mouth and I was actually going to mention, I just want to add that. Yes. Like the mental, the mental work for me came first. The body change didn't really come sometimes for some people it comes 
the same. So that when they change their brain as they're changing their body and it comes at the same time. And I've seen that happen with people in the group. But for me uh, and a lot of and a lot of us in the like, for instance, me in the past, my body changed first. My mind wasn't changing at all. Right. That's that didn't old, work. Old school, typical diet <laughs> yeah. mentality. Exactly. Yes. It, it, yes. You got it. No, that's right. And during this year and a half, or I guess one year that I was in the program, I was doing the mental work thinking that I was doing nothing when actually I was doing everything. Like that's what it took. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that, Amen. Yeah, and, and it doesn't show outwardly, you know, as far as body changes and stuff. But if I were to go back and tell my old self, if I could tell, if you have any 20 year olds, you know, who are young and I would tell that like you're, um, doing the hard, the mental work is the hardest part. And if you can really get, like you said all the time, if you can change your brain and it's not easy, like it's actually could be easier to change your body sometimes because like you can just like not, you can go on it, like you said, go on a certain diet, change your body, but it won't stay. But when you change your brain, it's almost hard for it to not stay because <laughs> it's it's like stuck. You know, I, I now have all these skills and and things where I feel like now I can't fail. How can I fail with like my brain the way that it is now? You know, <laughs> so I feel like, yeah, I've lost 20 pounds and I'm like, I can lose 20 more like I can do this because it's it took a year and a half. But my brain's like, yeah, I I can do this. So I would definitely just reiterate the fact that if you we put in the work, you know, early with changing how you think about things and about nutrition and and your actions that you take that it makes a difference and it, and it will and you just have to be patient i'm a very impatient person that was hard for me to learn <laughs> but i'm learning as i get older that you got to be patient good things come to those who wait so mm -hmm. and work <laughs> look guys emily just explained how powerful and helpful and really necessary it is to change our brain, to change how we think and change our approach. After doing this mental work, she said, she just said it, now I feel like I can't fail. <laughs> With my brain the way it is now, I'm like, how can I fail? Doesn't that sound amazing? Now some of you may be thinking like, yes, like this totally makes sense, but dude, how in the world am I supposed to get there? How in the world am I supposed to change my brain? I know, I get it. It's not necessarily an easy thing to do, right? And this is why I'm offering a free live class on August 17th at 8 p.m. That's a Thursday, August 17th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I will teach you some of the most powerful stuff that I know about losing weight. Look, if you're ready to do what I just said was often the missing link, what I just explained to you to be able to change your brain like Emily was talking about. If you're ready to learn a different way to go about losing weight that will improve your confidence, reduce your stress around food and around dieting, and improve your relationship with yourself, then mark it down on your calendar Thursday, August 17th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I will walk you through how I coached Emily and so many others to incredible results that not only change their body, but also change their brain and change their life. I'll tell you what we do, why we do it, and how we do it. Plus, I'll also answer any and all of your questions right then and there. I am there for you live. So just go to everybodyhatesdiets.com. I'll include that link down in the show notes and register. And then this is so important. Actually attend. <laughs> the, in, the attend part is vital. You don't get any benefit from registering, but not attending. I only do these live events two, three times per year, and I don't send out replays. So pause this episode right now and go register. Go to the link in the show notes, everybodyhatesdiets.com. Register and attend. 
and actually attend on Thursday, August 17th. You will not regret it. So yeah, I just wanted to reiterate that. And I, I wanted to also reiterate the community part. Like I said, I'm we're kind of private. And so I was really hesitant to join a group <laughs> because I'm like, I don't, I want to do this by myself. It was, I, I think, I don't think it was a, it could have been a pride thing. I grew up with, with parents who were just very kind of high achieving. So it was like, you, you do this yourself kind of a thing. Like, I mean, it's good to be independent and do it yourself, but it was always like, you don't need anybody else. But I'm learning that it's not weakness to, to be in a community and be in a group and to need somebody um, because you're going to need somebody <laughs> in the future. You can't do it all yourself, not because you're weak. And I'm still telling, I still tell myself that because sometimes I still feel like, oh, like I need to just do this by myself. No, that's, I think that's another thing that helped me too, is that if I wasn't in a wonderful community and a group, I don't think I, I, I would not have been as successful. And that's weird for somebody like me to say, because I, I do, I don't even like, I, I just joined a, a group fitness class of like several months ago for the first time. I, I, I didn't want to do that either. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't want to work out with other people, but you know, joining the right community and the right people can really set you up for success too. So don't be scared to, to try a group and a community because it might just be the thing that you need. So well said, so beautifully said, Emily, think about this. As you were sharing that, think about this. Imagine you're at your third or fourth or fifth miscarriage along this journey. And you just have a diet program that you're doing. Or maybe you're just working one-on-one -on -one with a coach, right? It might have been enough to pull you through that. But I don't know. I just I can't help but wonder if that would have led to you, you know, just floating off and going, well, I'll get back to this later, you know, like, well, that's a, that's a good thing to mention too. I, when I've been going through these, my husband and I both, who've been going through this fertility, nobody thinks you're, you're going to have fertility issues. Like I thought, you know, at 30, 30, how was it? 33 years old when I was like, we're ready to have a child. I'm like, yep, it's yeah. We just do it. Yeah. It'll happen like easy but it hasn't enough like that. So a lot of us think, you know, our, it goes a certain way. And when I had all those miscarriages, we didn't announce that to hardly anybody. We did not share it. We weren't in a, we barely shared it with our families. We didn't even want to share it there. But um, as soon as I decided to kind of open that up and announce that, I got so much support and I feel like I helped other people too, other women who, you know, miscarriage is kind of taboo. A lot of us don't want to mention it or talk about it. And so I feel like it's helped others too. And so when I realized that that can help me and others, I'm like, there's some power in sharing things and being in a community as much, not sharing everything, you know, just sharing what you're comfortable with, obviously. But um, yeah, if you're scared to, to do it, just try it and it, and it might just open up mm. a whole new world like it did for me. So yeah, mm. it's been, it's worked. It's really worked with a lot of that with my nutrition and weight loss and my, the, my de uh, depression from miscarriage and my husband's as well. And it's just, you get with the right people again, surround yourself with, with the good people and mm. a lot comes of that. So I want to mention that too. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I promise I'm not going to keep doing this after stuff <laughs> Emily shares. But she shares, shares such great stuff that I'm, uh, I just like want to add little, add little morsels, which turn 
into a lot more than a little morsel, but <laughs> I'm a hundred percent in agreement, Emily. Um, I believe we're meant to be in community. I, I think that's the way God designed us. And I'm, I'm a private person as well, which may seem weird because people are like, dude, you have a podcast and a website and like, you know, all this stuff, but go look at my personal social media. There may be two posts over the past 12 months, you know, like I, I'm a private person. So I totally get that, but it never fails like connection with other humans. And especially when it's authentic and, and, it, and there's a, a willingness to be vulnerable. It is so incredibly powerful. And you said it so well, we never realize not only that it will help us, but just how it might help someone else. And that's one of the biggest things we see in the inner circle group is people like some people get in there and they're like, oh my gosh, like it's so like, I always thought it was just me. I always thought it was just me that had those feelings. I always thought it was just me that, you know, that came down on myself like that, or that, you know, screwed everything up at night and ate a bunch of cookies right before, but I always thought that was just me. And now I realize like, oh, wow, there's so many more of us and we can do this. We got it. You know, we'll do it together. So you, so. yeah, you realize you're not the only one. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you, yeah. You realize you're not the only one. Um, and you can also learn, even though like, for instance, you know, this coaching group, if you're coaching another person, not coaching me, you know, specifically, that doesn't mean that I can't learn from it. In fact, that's how I learned. That's how I changed is because I watched all the replays and I learned from your coaching with others because almost all of it could relate to me. And sometimes it is easier to not be coached yourself at first. It's kind of, sometimes it's easier to listen to, you know, you do it with somebody else. And it's really powerful because like, I'm like, yeah, that relates to me. And then sort of you feel like, okay, maybe like I can share something and he can coach me. But a lot of like, a lot of the, you know, magic and the power came from listening to you coach others. And I think that's a big thing too. A lot of us, you know, we're sometimes, some of us are about, no, I'm different than everybody. Mm. I'm a unicorn, right? <laughs> that's I'm a unicorn. I'm different. I'm not going to learn, you know, when he coaches somebody else, but I like, I learned pretty much everything, almost everything from hearing you coach others. Um, so yeah, that too, because <laughs> you can so, learn from others. You, you said the magic and the power came from that. Emily, I, I'm sorry, you I have to correct you here. The magic and the power came from you, number one, refusing to give up. Number two, you having the courage to step outside of your comfort zone and share things and connect and be in that community. And then number three, you having the willingness to go, wait a minute, I'm going to, I'm going to spend time listening to these coaching call replays. I wasn't able to attend. I chose not to attend, whatever the case is, but I'm going to check these replays out. I'm going to carve time out for that. And then you realizing like, wait, this can apply. This is helpful for me because like you said, it's, and whether it's pride or ego or just whatever, the whole unicorn, unicorn syndrome, like we do feel like, wait a minute, like if it's not my specific question, I have nothing to learn. And I think that (laughs) it it is easier sometimes to learn from what other people are learning because I know in the group, it's like, dear God, what's Corey going to say? Like, you know, if, if I ask him a question and so, uh, I think you bring up a great point there. I just, the one last thing I want to tack on is um, earlier you, you said, and guys, gals don't miss this. Emily said earlier, she was like, I've, the mindset stuff is so important, right? Like once you do the mental work, that's the really hard thing. She said, I feel like I almost can't fail now. Like I've lost 20 pounds. Yeah, of course I can lose 20 more pounds. Right. And she said, I feel like I almost can't fail. When we do the, when we do this right, when you do, the mental work, 
the weight loss is a side effect. Don't, 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 would you say that's, I mean, not saying you didn't have to do anything else. And well, you took the other steps, but it was suddenly it was like, you took, it's like driving with a park brake on. And then you go, Oh, wow. I realized I've had the brake on this whole time. No wonder my car is struggling. And then you take the part brake off and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is so much easier. Isn't that yeah. kind of how, how it feels? Yeah. Great analogy. That's exactly how it feels. You feel like something is you're stuck and then it's like, wait, now I can just go. That was easy. Yeah. I totally agree. I, I like that. I, it, it is kind of a side effect actually. Cause it's like, I don't feel like I'm trying. I don't, I'm not on a diet and I don't feel like I'm on a diet. I don't feel like, Oh, I have to, you know, eat this certain thing. Right. My husband and I just went to see the new mission impossible movie. You know, I got popcorn at the <laughs> movies. So it's like, I'm not depriving myself of things I want, but it's like, I don't, I, I don't feel burdened by like needing that, all that sugar and that stuff anymore. Um, so it is, it's yeah, powerful. It's a side effect. This is easy now. And I know y'all are like, I don't believe you. Cause I wouldn't have believed me either. If I'm listening to me talking, I wouldn't have believed me either, but and, it is true. It can happen. <laughs> and, and I, I'm so happy you mentioned that. And people are out there like, wait a minute. I think Corey paid him. He found, he found a voice, a voiceover person. And he was like, look, we're going to have this conversation and just say that everything's easy. Okay. And here's the thing. I don't want any of you to miss this, right? Don't just hear what Emily just said. Like now it almost feels kind of easy. Emily's been at this for over a year. She's That's done right. a lot of really hard work. She's endured so much incredibly tough, incredibly challenging things. And now she's at a place like any skill in life, like any skill, the more we practice, the more we come back at it, it gets a little easier and a little easier and a little easier. And that's where Emily finds herself now. And it's, it's, it's yeah. incredible. So, that's right. oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. I, 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 let's, uh, what, what am I, what am I going to ask you now, Emily? We could just keep going on this. This is fantastic. But let, Have let, we gone too long? I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I have no idea what time we started. I hope this is helpful for other people. I may have enjoyed this more than Me anyone too. else. Um, I enjoy gonna, it too. I hope it's been helpful. <laughs> I'm going to throw two or three. It's I guarantee it's been helpful. I'm going to throw two or three questions at you and you can pick one or some combination of these or whatever, and just, just share whatever comes from your heart. But, uh, number one, what's most different for you now? Number two, um, what surprised you most about kind of your whole journey and the process? And some of these we may have already answered. And then number three, uh, what's, probably the biggest like game changer aha realization that you've had up to this point. Yeah, I think we've touched we've touched on those things, but I'll summarize it. I, there's actually two big things that, you know, kind of aha moments and that sort of changed for me is that your brain comes before your body. So like if you can change your brain, which is a lot of you might be scared. It's like, oh my goodness, a year and a half and I won't see results after a year and a half. A lot of people, it doesn't take as long as it took me. <laughs> so yeah, there's, a, there's a good chance if you don't have four or five miscarriages, you'll probably get yeah. results faster than Emily. No, <laughs> Which, I was about to say, no, I pray that nobody, I mean, I know people have gone through it, but that will not, yeah, the, most likely will not happen. But um, to be patient with yourself, with things that happen in life, because your life is not going to go how you want it to go. A lot of your listeners are probably there. They know this <laughs> most likely, um, but I'm still learning that, man, my life is not going where, how I want, how I thought it would. And you can't 
I, I can't use that as an excuse to, to not take care of my body and to not take care of me <laughs> because things will always happen. I'll always have something life altering, hopefully not in a row <laughs> like it was, but there's going to be something. And you, I, I had to learn to work with that um, and giving me the skills and the, the mental work and, you know, processes to, to, work through those and to go through it. So that's one thing is be patient. Uh, it doesn't happen right away and you have to go in order, you know, do the brain first because it makes it way easier. <laughs> and then the second big thing is that is we've talked about it community. That's a big thing that I have learned in this group, in my workout class, uh, in my business as well. I've just like feel like I've grown a lot as a person just from being with the right people. And uh, those of us who are shyer and more private it's hard for us to do that but if you just take the baby steps to you know join you know have a group of people around you and so that's been the other big thing that i've taken from you know this whole process is that community is important and you have to be patient with yourself <laughs> so i feel like sometimes you know they're in podcast episodes especially the ones that i record by myself there may be one or two little gold nuggets i feel like in this episode it's like you just, somebody just cracked through and found an entire gold mine. I mean, all of these things oh. that Emily's sharing, and I don't say that to make you feel good, Emily, but all of these things that she's sharing and that we've been discussing, guys and gals, these are things that can completely reshape and redefine how you approach weight loss. It's so true. And she shared one right there. She said, be patient. I just realized I had to be patient because, you know, my life isn't going how exactly how I expected it to. And I can't just stop this and totally put it off until life is going how I expected it to. Newsflash, my friends, life rarely goes how we expect. There will always be something. We keep waiting for this perfect time. We keep waiting for the right time. There will always be something. And that that's a something that we discuss in the group. We have to learn to, to ride the waves of life. We can't, I'm off the wagon, I'm on the wagon. That's an on-off mentality. Oh, I fell off the wagon and I'm getting, I'm run over by the struggle bus. I, I understand. Like if you're stuck in that old school diet mentality, that's how you're going to feel. But once you embrace a totally different approach, it's wait a minute. I'm not on or off a wagon. Like I'm riding waves. Like I'm, I'm, I'm riding on a surfboard or on a boogie board or whatever. I'm riding the waves of life and if some are bigger and some are smaller and I'm just figuring out how to navigate all of this. And that's exactly what Emily's done. And she's experienced some freaking tsunamis, but she has figured out how to do that. And she's understood this truth of, I can't keep putting this off. I don't want to keep putting this off. I'm going to figure out how to Im implement this in my life while these other things are going on. So, okay. That's right. And I just imagine I have wiped out on those waves a bunch of times too. <laughs> You wipe out, but I never got out of the ocean. I still like kept, you know, <laughs> right, right. kept riding the waves. Exactly. E even though you, you wiped off, you didn't like, or excuse me, even though you wiped out, you didn't take yourself out of the game. Yeah. Like you, you stayed exactly. in the game and you went, okay, wait a minute, man, that was a nasty wipeout. I got a head full of water. What can I learn from this? Here, okay. Here's my surfboard. Here's my boogie board. Let me, let me crawl back on and get going again. Cause there's some more right. waves coming and it's beautiful. Exactly. Um, yeah. Okay. My goodness. Let's see. Let's get to some, um, let's get to some fun kind of practical things here that, that I think will be uh, enjoyable. What is your favorite, uh, at this point in the process, what is your favorite kind of like healthy or clean meal? However you want to describe it. 
Yeah, I've learned to love, yeah, the the good good stuff, the good food. So we are steak eaters. So I really like, you know, a lean top sirloin. So I, I get them and um, just cooking it, I'm very salt and pepper and maybe some little steak seasoning on there. And um, okra is one of my favorite vegetables. So I'll, I'll make, you know, steam some okra and have it along with it. And um, salads are always good. So I love like cucumber, like just a big like veggie salad along with it. And to me, like that's a like a almost a comfort meal <laughs> for me. But yeah, I love that. And my husband likes it too. So <laughs> it's something that he, he eats too. <laughs> nice. Nice. I love that. Yeah. Some of you may be thinking, wait a minute, steak? Yes. Steak. Absolutely. Perfectly fine. Yeah. So I have a, so I've got to ask, do you steam the entire like pod of okra? Yeah. So I'll put it in a pot with like a little bit of water and then, yeah, cover it and steam it. And I don't put, I'm very boring. I don't put anything in it. I just eat the okra yeah, because <laughs> just you love after the okra. steaming it. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'll probably edit this out because it'll be way too long of a story, but I find it incredibly, <laughs> I find it incredibly humorous and maybe you will too. Yeah. <laughs> so in the South, uh, do you, Emily's, do you mind if I say where you are? Oh, no. Yeah. Go right yeah. ahead. <laughs> em Emily's in Texas. So she's got her Texas steak and all this. And in the South, I'm in Georgia. Typically, like 99% of the time we fry okra. It's breaded and fried, right? And so years ago, 20 plus years ago, when I was single, I had a, I had a date with a young lady and I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to cook dinner for her tonight and, you know, really impress her. And so um, I don't know how, but I thought, oh, I'll make some okra. And I didn't want to fry it. Uh, I think I'd met this girl at the gym. Imagine that. And so <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to fry it. So I was like, oh, I'll chop it up and boil it like you would a green bean or something like this. <laughs> Emily, have you ever boiled okra? I get, I don't know. What what does it do? It I is wonder if I have. not. It is not uh, something I would recommend, especially <laughs> on a date with a female that you want to impress. So okra has like a when it interacts with water and is heated up, it turns, it, it has like a sliminess to it. And so right. when I took it off the stove and put it into the bowl, I was like, Ooh, this has an odd texture. And then the really fun part was she and I sitting at the table trying to like scoop it and eat it. It was literally like, it was, uh, this is, it's like it was drenched in like KY jelly or something. I mean, it's, it, it's just, <laughs> Yeah. just horrible and it was stringing like from the spoon to your mouth and like it was or snot it was like okra and snot that's what it was <laughs> right yeah but i it, can imagine yeah it's just uh, yeah the i bet putting it in the, the whole pot of water definitely made it i'm being like super slimy and stringy yeah, yeah. so not cool not 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 something <laughs> uh, hey from a nutrition standpoint bowl that okra up fantastic from a coolness standpoint with a date definitely avoid boiling the okra okay that's yeah i love that, that. <laughs> Now, what is, what's one of your favorite delicious, amazing indulgent meals? I, uh, so I, it, popcorn is like a big snack for me. I really like popcorn, but that's not a meal. That's a snack. Um, but I am a pasta girl. So I love lasagna. Um, and I love like spaghetti with meatballs. Like any kind of pasta is, is what I like. Like Olive, so Olive Garden's one of my favorite restaurants because it's got all the, all the lasagna, pasta, like anything. If it's got, if it's got pasta, it's got a good meat. Then I'm in a in a nice like sauce. Are you more that. of a tomato sauce kind of gal or a cream sauce? I do. I like to. I actually like both. I I like the tomato sauce, but yeah, I love a good chicken Alfredo. That's good too. With with the Alfredo sauce, yeah. Mm. So that's one of my 
my favorite indulgent meals. My husband and I both like the chicken Alfredo. So nice. we'll eat that occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have, um, I'm a carbonara kind of guy. Do you ever, have you ever had carbonara? Yeah. You know what? I, uh, I, I've had it before, but I haven't in a long time. So I need yeah. to <laughs> need to go back. And... Right. right now people are like, this, this weight loss podcast is making me want pasta is making me want lasagna what what's going on here so yeah it's all about balance right you know it's good to still have your your meals that you love you don't want to get rid of those it's not sustainable that is 100 correct the problem is unfortunately a lot of people have been so chronically out of balance that bringing it back into balance can be a a kind of a tough process and you're right yes that's that's why we sometimes need a little help so okay yes I could keep this going forever because I think you have just so much more that you could share, but we will, we will start bringing it to a close right now. What would you say is the number one thing that you want people to know about losing weight or nutrition or body image or whatever? And so basically like if you were still out there listening, what would you want to say to the old version of yourself? Yeah, that's, a, I think, I, I, again, I feel like I reiterated something already said. Sorry about that. No, it's, but it's, no, it's, I think, if, if you did, it's my fault because of how I led you through all this. Oh, no, no, that, I think it's good. And it's good to, I know for me, rep, hearing the same things over and over is helpful for me because like it'll stick sometime, right? But yes, to my old self, to my 20-year-old self who wasn't eating and was happy about her body because I, you know, looked good, but, you know, I felt bad. Um, I would just say that you have to find, you know, something sustainable to get you through life to, to help your nutrition all the way through your life. Um, certain moments and certain times in your life, um, aren't indicative of how it will be in the future. And so be patient with yourself, be, you know, take, take action, even if you might not feel like it, you know, don't, I, you mentioned this on your podcast, don't go with, I'm not motivated to work out. I don't feel like, you know, doing this, do it anyway, even if you might not feel like it, because that just helps build that habit. And that, like you said, like you always say that mental muscle. Um, so I think that's the big thing is be patient with yourself, realize that life is not going to always be roses and beautiful and all that stuff and have to take the steps to do it. I, I actually, I, again, I teach piano lessons and I feel like I've, I teach my kids too, as far as practicing piano, like you said, learning a skill takes practice. And I tell them, or I tell the parents, who set practice times for their kids, I'm like, your kid's not always going to want to sit and practice the piano. Even if they're playing a cool song like Peaches from the Mario Brothers movie, the kids love that one, like the Jack Black song. Um, So even if they have that, they're not going to always feel like sitting and playing. So that's why you set a specific time of day and you're like, that's just what you do. So what if you don't feel like it? That's what you do. At five o'clock, you sit and practice piano. And I feel like the same thing can be done with your nutrition, you know, and even like exercise. I don't feel like waking up and going to work out, but it's just what I do. I'm going to go do that. I don't have any emotion attached to it. So that was a round, I don't know if that was a roundabout answer. But. <laughs> that, was, that was fantastic. And that was fantastic. And it, it perfectly, it, it's a nice little segue because I wanted to bring this up. So for any of you that miss that, or for some of you, you're listening to this podcast, and if you love Emily as much as all of us in the inner circle group do, Emily is a, a music teacher. She's a specializes in piano, correct? You got it. Yep. And if I had kids and I wanted them to learn the piano, I would want them to learn from Emily. Now, here's 
the good news. Emily just wrote a freaking book about how to play piano. And we're going to, I'm going to put the link in the show notes because the, the book is now available. Correct, Emily? It is. Yeah, I actually have two books. So if you have kids who are interested in piano, it's my first piano lessons and my first piano sheet music, and they go perfectly together. So it's just for kids. It's written on their level. They can even sit and understand it. And so, yeah, you can purchase it using my link. Yeah, in the show notes, ebnmusic.com slash books. And yeah, they're available now. So yeah, awesome. and you can, uh, yeah. And a lot of people think that, um, buying a book for kids <laughs> like to learn piano won't work but um this one is it's not anything like it on the market because you know most piano books are for teachers to teach but this is just for your kids so mm. i hope they enjoy it <laughs> so so what what age i'm just curious what age bracket are we talking about yeah so it's this? yeah it's best for like five years old to 10 years old um but older kids can probably like it too you know 11 and 12 but you know it might be a little bit simple for them but it's definitely yeah, five to 10 is the sweet spot for that. Okay. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank I you. It. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. I knew, and this is something else that Emily had shared in the coaching group a while back that she had would be writing. I didn't realize this was the second book. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, yes. And um, so I, I forgot to, when I was, we were talking about, you know, life altering stresses, I suppose that spending time writing a book and, and trying to market it as well is kind of a life altering stress too, because it's kind of like a lot going on. So I had all doing all that while I'm going through these, all these miscarriages. So I was, I was writing the books while going through all that. So, um, you know what, if, if I can do this stuff, y'all can. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, if any of you have children and I only say this because I, I'm after you've been in a group and coaching environment with someone over a year, you feel like you kind of get to know them. And, and Emily's just yeah. in case you can't tell on this podcast episode, she's as good as gold. She's just amazing. And so, uh, a lot. You, you are too. I appreciate it. Everything. Well, you're very kind. You're very kind. But if you have a child between five and 10 and you want them, I see it as a, not only like you, you mentioned like, well, I don't know if reading a book would help a child play piano. I see it the other way. I see it as like a double thing. Number one, yeah. the child is learning to play a musical instrument. And then number two, they're reading. Like reading is amazing, yeah. right? Like reading comprehension. So but if you have exactly. a child between five and 10, I'll put that link in the show notes. E Say it again, EBN Thank Music. Thank you. Yeah, it's ebnmusic.com slash books. Yep. Books. Yeah, and that'll be in the Got show it. notes. So you can you can yeah. go check that out. And awesome. Thank you. With that, let's see. With that, I think we'll wrap it up, Emily, because my goodness, um, I think we've, we've covered nearly everything. And I just want to say personally, thank you for being who you are. Thank you for helping make the group what it is. You talked about how it's a wonderful place and it's, you know, it's, it's magical and you are a big part of that. You're a big, uh, an incredibly big part of the inner circle family. And so I, I'm so thankful that you're there and I'm so thankful that you decided to be open and vulnerable to the extent that you felt comfortable and share a lot of the things, because if not, then who knows if you would be where you are and who knows if we would be recording this episode right now. So yeah, I definitely wouldn't. I appreciate it. Thank you. And you do a great job of some people have talents of creating communities that are supportive. And I think you're really good at that. So well, I think this inner circle is really special. It's not like anything else. So I think you're uh, great at it. <laughs> that's, that's, very, again, that's very kind of you. I give, I give God the credit for that because you never know who's going to come in, you know, but I, I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And I'm thankful for everyone there. So Emily, 
thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And I hope you have an incredible day. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh my goodness. I hope all of you enjoyed that interview as much as I enjoyed talking with Emily. As we wrap up, just two quick friendly reminders. One, listen, man, gosh, please share this episode with someone. Nearly everyone has been impacted by fertility issues and miscarriages. And I believe 100% that this could be helpful for someone you know. So just take 10 seconds and share the link to this episode with someone who you know could benefit. And lastly, if you want to have breakthroughs like Emily had, like she discussed in this episode, then don't forget to go to everybodyhatesdiets.com. That link is in the show notes and register for my free class on Thursday, August 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. It could be the first step in a wonderfully positive direction in your life. I can't wait to see you then. Take care, my friends. God bless. Bye-bye.